0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process, the completely honest account of me getting my own home under control. And as I figure things out that work, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Today is podcast number 43, which is kind of hard to believe, but this podcast is called Avoiding Clutter because avoiding clutter is part of the overall long-term process of decluttering. Decluttering is um, awesome and it's great and it's something that has to be done and I've finally accepted over the past five years that everybody has to do it. Like that's how the people who have their homes under control, keep them under control is that they're constantly decluttering. They're constantly getting things out of their house at at least the same rate as they're bringing it in. Um, but even easier than decluttering, well, I don't know why I said even easier because decluttering is not easy, but easier than decluttering is avoiding clutter but it's still hard because I'm just speaking for myself here, but I was the person who loved stuff. I loved the idea of everything. And I was that person that people would give things to. I mean, when somebody else decluttered their home, they knew that I was going to be someone whose face would light up at the sight of their junk. I I really, honestly, as a child, one of my dreams was to own a junkyard. Like that just sounded so fun to me. I loved going to garage sales from the time I was a little bitty girl. I loved going to antique stores and you know, a lot of antique stores are not actually antique stores. They're more like junk stores. Um, but I, I loved the idea of oh, every item having a story and, you know, and that just kind of, um, snowballed basically in my life. Um, over the past five years of getting stuff out of my house, my perspective on clutter has changed. Again, my definition of clutter is anything I can't keep under control. So clutter in my house is different from clutter in someone else's home. If it is an explosion that I just can't keep under control, then I need to get rid of it and just get out of my house. Um, And the whole, you know, this kind of is my perspective on the whole, oh, everything, a place for everything and everything in its place, you know, as every good housekeeper knows (laughs) that things should be. Um, That's great, except that I didn't used to grasp that um, if something can't have a home in my house, then it needs to go. Like, I just thought it was a matter of finding a home for everything, creating a home for everything, solving the problem of where will the home for this be? That's organizing, which I don't do. Okay. I just declutter, just declutter. That's another podcast from earlier. I just declutter. I don't organize. So what that means is if I can't find a place for this to go, if this doesn't have a logical place in my home, then I need to have it out. Okay. So it's not a matter of finding a place for everything. It's, figuring out which things deserve to have a home and have a logical home where I'll actually remember that I have it and I'll remember where it is. Um, if, if those things aren't going to happen, then I need to just get rid of it. So, um, avoiding clutter is really important. The main way to change your perspective on clutter and to start making those decisions before you bring things into your home. Okay. I mean, that's the best way is just to never bring it in, to never have to go and make that difficult decluttering decision at some point, just never have to bring it into your house. The best way to do that I have found is to declutter. The more that I am decluttering, the more I start to recognize future clutter. So if I have just gotten rid, if I've just gone through our DVDs or honestly our VHS tapes that we've gotten rid of most of them now. If I've just gone through all of our DVDs, then when I have someone offer me a big set of DVDs or, you know, that they cleaned out of their house, or I see some at a garage sale, or I see them in the $5 bin at Walmart, you know, I look and I look at those DVDs differently because I just decluttered DVDs and I figured out as I was decluttering, which ones we really don't use that much. Or we, you know, you know what, we don't watch DVDs all that often. We watch recorded movies on our DVR or whatever it is, but it changes my perspective. And, you know, clothing, as I'm keeping um, clothing under control with a laundry day, uh, or if I've been going through my uh, my kids' clothes and I've you know gotten rid of not just the things that are too small, but the things that they just honestly are never going to wear because they are itchy or whatever, then I start to look at any new clothes that are coming in and think, wait, this has that kind of itchy tag that doesn't actually you know, is impossible to remove or I don't know, whatever. But you know, this has that kind of tag that's going to mean my kid's not going to wear it. And before I just, Oh, that's neat. And I would take it and I would take it and I would take it. But as I'm decluttering, it changes my perspective on stuff. I start to value space and I start to look at things differently before I bring them in my home. So that is the best way to avoid clutter. But I'm also going to give you some um, approaches to avoiding bringing clutter home from family gatherings. Here in the US, we are in the week before our major holiday season starts. Um, Thanksgiving is next week, next Thursday, which means that many people will be visiting their mom or their grandma or whoever in the next week, you know, or over the course of the next month, several different times that can tend to be a time when, um, well-meaning relatives like to dump their stuff on people like me, people like me who, you know, see the beauty and the value and the story and all that in every little item, or at least I used to, um, we, uh, I, I, I was just like the person that everyone is, was excited to give their stuff to, because as they decluttered, they could see my face light up and think, Oh, Dana will love to have this. And so I used to be the dump, the dumping ground for everything. Right. Which is a part of my point here is that that has to change. Like, even though you're changing, like even though I was changing, it took a long time for people around me in my life to grasp that I had changed. Okay. So I mean, this is just reality. I mean, how many times if you have kids, have you told them that, um, you know, if if you want, if you want me to trust you again, it's going to take, you know, 10 times longer for you to prove, Oh, okay. That you are going to do this when I ask you to do it. Then, you know, it took for me to lose that trust. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's just, that's the reality of life. Um, people learn things about you and it takes a long time to reteach things about you. So you changing is only part of the issue. It's kind of like with weight loss when, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think it's more normal than we think that, um, family members tend to try to sabotage weight loss because it's like, Oh wait, this isn't fun. Like it used to be, it used to be that we could go out and eat ice cream whenever we wanted to. And now we can't have that kind of fun anymore because you don't need ice cream anymore, whatever. You know, it's just people have to get used to that. And they kind of push back because it changes their life. You know, if they were the one who used to feel like, oh, good, I can get rid of all this stuff. I know what, I'll just give it to Dana. Well, you know, they have to be retrained in that they have to figure out where they're going to put things now. So people can really push back against this. And then there's just the natural thing of someone else. You know, wanting you to take their stuff. I mean, that that's normal. I try not to do that to my own kids, but it's hard. There are some times where I'm really offended that they don't want something that was a great memory for me at one point in my life. But uh, I'm going to give you some approaches to avoiding clutter, just some um, <clears throat> things that you can do to keep from leaving someone else's home with stuff that you don't want or need. Um, these are all I've done videos on each of these approaches and they're being published this week and into the beginning of next week. And then I'm going to take some time off for Thanksgiving, but they're up on YouTube at, uh, youtube.com slash a slob comes clean, or I will link to them in the show notes for this podcast number 43. Um, but the videos are really, really fun. Like I have had way too much fun. I was a theater arts teacher. And so I, um, you know, getting to do this kind of stuff, as a stay at home mom, basically, it's really fun for me. Um, But I play the different characters. So I play me and then I play the relatives um, who are trying to pass off their stuff on me. So I had a lot of fun doing this, but I'm just going to talk through the different approaches because they are realistic ways for you and for me to view how I react to their offers, because my reaction used to be sure, I'll take it. I would take anything but it helps me to go, okay, wait a minute, I can't do that. And then it's just kind of nice ways to say no, because it's okay to just say no, but some people won't take no for an answer. So sometimes some other approaches will help. Okay. So the first one is I'll see what I need approach. Um, the example in the video is, um, sister or grandma or whomever has, uh, she has, decluttered and has a box full of stuff that she wants me to take well um i don't need a box full of stuff my home personally has way too many boxes full of stuff um that have never been gone through i've i've gone through a lot more now lately but Seriously, the kiss of death is a box full of stuff in my house. I don't need a box full of stuff because my tendency is to think, "Oh well, I'll, I'll go through that later." Oh yeah, I'll look through that later. Later doesn't happen in my life. Instead, it just becomes one box in a big group of boxes in the garage that make me want to lose my mind. So, or it used to be not even in the garage because I couldn't fit them in there. But um, instead of saying, "Okay, I will take your box full of stuff," the answer is. I'll see what I need. You know, I don't need a box full of stuff. Nobody needs stuff. I know I sound really preachy, don't I? But it's true for me. I don't need stuff because stuff just fills up space. Now I might need a new can opener. You know, maybe grandma had six can openers. Then she had a can opener obsession or a can opener collection. And one of her can openers really will be better than the one that I have. Sure. I can look through that box at her house not at my house. Sure. I will take a look and see what I need. I don't need a box full of stuff. I only need to look through and see if there's anything I need. And maybe there's not, you know, um, and that's a way also to introduce the concept of, um, you know, I'm only going to take what I need. And then if they still want to pawn it off on you, well, okay, then I'll, I'll donate the rest. You know, I mean, sometimes as a kid or whatever, we want to help somebody out and say, sure, I'll take this box of stuff off off of your hands. As long as you understand that I'm not going to keep it, I'm only going to look through it and see, oh, wow, this, this skillet really is better than the skillet that I have. So I'm going to go home and replace it. Like I talked about in the one in, one in, one out podcast last week, um, off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused, Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. But instead of saying, oh, sure, I'll just take whatever and I'll look through it later. no, I'm going to go ahead and look through it and then... Oh, you want me to take the whole box? I'm going to drop that off at the donation spot, just so that they know. Because you know, I talked about I've talked about clutter guilt before, which it's always funny to me because a lot of people are like, "Why do you feel clutter guilt?" If they give it to you, just give it away. And I'm like, "That's great," except that people like me don't think that way. People like me feel so guilty about, oh my goodness, what do I do? And it's just like this weight on my shoulders, of you know, I this person's going to be horrified when i get you know get rid of this and so instead i'm just going to let it sit in my house and be clutter while i'm thinking of how in the world am i going to justify to them getting rid of this instead you know just say from the beginning all right i'll look and see what i need anything else i'll you know leave here is the number one goal and then if it that's not an option because mamas have good guilt trips um, then, okay, I'll drop this off for you. But just so you understand, it's not going in my house. And that, that to me is my key. I cannot bring it in my house. I just can't do it. Um, Another one is the, sorry, I already have one I like. All right. This to me is one of those for furniture. When somebody wants to pass off furniture. And this also goes with the one in, one out concept. And it's, you know if somebody wants to offer me a sofa of theirs it is entirely possible that it's nicer than my sofa especially since mine totally sinks in on one end but anyway uh, it's very possible that the sofa that they want to offer me for free is nicer than my sofa i have to know in my head though that if i'm going to bring it in my house i'm going to get rid of my old one i mean that's that's just reality for me because I used to think, okay, well, where could I put the new sofa? And that is how my brain worked. I thought, okay, well, where am I going to stick the new sofa? I guess I could move the old sofa into the dining room. Or is sofa a word that everybody uses? It means couch, just in case they don't. Or maybe I could put my, you know, the old couch in. I wonder if it would fit in the... You know, for me personally, I've had to say, No, 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 Dana, you can't do that. If I'm gonna bring in a big piece of furniture, it means that another big piece of furniture has to leave because I can only fit so much furniture in my house without stubbing my toe over and over, like I used to do when I just had so much furniture. Um, so that's the sorry I already have when I like. Meaning if I'm not willing to get rid of the couch that I have in order to bring in this other couch, like I like mine better then my answer is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I already have one. And just repeat as needed. I'm sorry. I already have one. I'm sorry. I already have one. Sometimes people don't get that through their heads, but the main goal is to leave without the new couch, their old couch, which would be new to you. Um, it's to not like rent a truck, and go pick it up because, um, yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. I, I will tell you, I have offered with my in-laws to put things on Craigslist for them because they can't do that. So I'll say, well, I'll put it on Craigslist for you. Well, usually they end up just keeping it and not doing that. But the truth is, I am not going to bring big pieces of furniture into my house that I don't need. I mean, let's just, all be honest, there comes a time, and I know I've gotten emails from a lot of you who've had to deal with that. You really do have to deal with people's furniture. You really do have to figure out how to get it in your house. But at the same time, you know, only so much furniture fits in one house without it becoming a storage unit and not a home and a home has to be lived in. I know I'm preaching to myself here because that was something I used to, I really used to think if there's space, why don't I just store it? Instead, it's like, no, I'd rather live here because storing things in my home, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I've tried it way too many times. Okay. Um, next is, you know, I can't handle too much. You know, I can't handle more stuff. I have this crazy blessing of having a blog that unfortunately, fortunately, most people in my life know about. I, I'm still surprised when I find out about people who do know about it. And I'm still surprised when I found out about people who don't know about it. But the fact is I have a blog about decluttering and about not being able to handle too much stuff in my house and all that kind of stuff. So, um, that is definitely a, um, a a good thing for me. I mean, people have stopped offering me as much clutter because of that. Um, I don't recommend that everybody go and start a blog. I mean, if you do awesome, it's been great for me, but I know that's not a reality for everybody. Um, But I do think a certain level of honesty is effective in these situations where someone is wanting to pass off their clutter on you. Um, You know, in the, in this scene the, uh, well-meaning relative says something like, Oh, but, but you have so many collections, you've got so many tablecloths and so many napkins and so many everything, you know, and their thought is, well, what's a couple more? Well, what's a couple more is the attitude that got me into this mess. And so I can't do that anymore. Um, and, and just being honest and saying, you know, I can't handle some, you know, any more stuff. Usually if they're relatives, they have an idea you know, of what your house maybe looks like, but just saying, I really struggle to keep my home under control. And I'm working hard on that. I mean, who's going to argue with that? I know there are always people who will say things, but generally people can't argue with that. Not when you say, Oh, I can't do it. You just say, I'm working really hard on this. And I've realized I can't bring more stuff in my home unless I know I need it. And just using that as a hey, let me just be honest with you. I can't do it. You know, I can't handle more stuff. That's why I can't take your stuff. Um, and I think just that level of honesty for me has been very effective. Um, even before people started knowing about my blog, I was starting to use that. You know, as someone would try to hand me things, and I, I just I stopped taking very many. Um, clothes from people. You know, I used to be the person that everybody gave hand-me-downs to. And I was like, you know what? I really don't need clothes of the exact size that my kid's in right now. You know, that was something I would do. I would take them. Oh, oh, okay. I think my kid could still fit in that. And I still find myself tempted to do that. But the truth is if they have enough clothes right now, then I don't need those other ones and it's just going to be clutter and that's it. So just saying, no, you know, I, I don't need uh, anything else. And and that was something I just started using. I just said, you know what? I'm really, I, we just have too much stuff. I've got too much stuff. So I'm trying not to take any more. And it's most people can't argue with that. Most sometimes mamas and grandmas can. Um, okay. Another one is the, now this is one too, and this is on along the same lines, but it also goes back to the clutter guilt that I've talked about before. And that is, let's get this clear before I take this. Meaning, you know, if somebody is someone who wants to give you things because you're a safe place, meaning, okay, I can give it to Dana because I know that at least that way it's not going to go to a thrift store or whatever. And if that person would be someone who would show up at your house and be horrified and angry with you because you did send it to a thrift store, because you donated it, or you sold it in a garage sale. Um, if that's what that person is like, then, you know, it's really important to get that clear before you get start before you even accept it. So, you know, the example I gave was clothing. People saying, and this has happened to me before, you know, people saying, um, here, I've got all these clothes of my daughters. And in their mind, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to give this to Dana well, her daughter needs them and then she'll give them back to me. And then, um, I will, you know, I'll have those clothes and it's kind of like, instead of them having to store them, they're just going to give them to me to store until I need them, use them and give them back. Um, except that that doesn't work well for me because what I would find myself doing is when I would have a garage sale or when I used to sell on eBay, I constantly was having to think, okay, is this something I purchased or is this something someone gave me? Cause I felt guilty selling the things that somebody gave me. Um, which I mean, I know that's debatable too. I don't really think there's a problem with it, but, um, I, you know, I would feel guilty and that would stress me out. And so I felt like I had to, okay, I'm going to separate these out and try to find someone else to pass them on to. And then these, I can put my garage sale when in reality, that kind of stuff just slowed down my decluttering efforts. And I am not someone who needs to have my decluttering efforts slowed down in any way, shape or form. So, um, one of the things that I have started doing is, I mean, I love hand-me-downs hand-me-down clothes are the best, even for me. I mean, really, give me your hand me down clothes and I'll be happy. But I do like to say, okay, so anything that I don't need, um, I'm, I'm just going to donate it or put it in a garage sale. Is that okay with you? And see what their reaction is. In the video, I have two different endings for that one. I have the one where the person says, and I've heard this before, so this is not made up, but the person says something like, oh, I can't stand the thought of people, you know, digging through all this at a garage sale and, you know, paying hardly anything for it. Or, um, you know, why don't you just give it back to me when you're done? Well, giving it back to someone else when I'm done is just, it's too stressful for me, my personality. So instead I said, you know what, I'd rather not have this stuff because we got that clear. But the other truth is that most people, even though they may be surprised by you asking that question, most people are going to say, um, once I give it to you, you do whatever you want to with it. If you want to put it in a garage sale, great. If you want to donate it, great. Uh, that's what most people are going to say. But you no longer have to imagine what people are going to say if you've gone ahead and made that statement or asked that question before you take the stuff. So let's say, you know, clothes. In general, somebody gives you a bag of clothes, there's going to be a couple things that are stained in there that they didn't notice or that your kid doesn't like because they're itchy or whatever, or that, oh, that's actually smaller than we thought it was. You know, it's rare that you're going to wear every single piece of clothing in that bag that somebody gives you. And yet it's a great benefit to get hand-me-down clothes. I love hand-me-downs. So go ahead and get the question taken care of in the beginning so that then it's not a stressor later on. Okay, I'll take this but anything that I am not going to use, I'm just going to either donate or put in a garage sale. Is that okay with you? You know, cause I'd rather not have it than to feel like I was obligated to give it back to them. Okay. So that's the, let's get this clear before I take it approach. Um, and then there is, there are two more, uh, this one I'm calling the you're so funny method. And, um, that's kind of avoidance basically avoiding clutter by avoidance which is just (laughs) like, I'm not taking you seriously. So I'm just not even going to answer because that's so ridiculous, which I just filmed part of this one today and it was fun. But anyway, um, but really though, I mean, you know, there's times where you just, it it doesn't deserve an answer or just like a, (laughs) no, thanks. You know, you don't always have to explain. You don't always have to, you can, you can just say, no, I know that's easier said than done with some people, but, but it is true though. I mean, this same mama who might be trying to pass off clutter onto you and is horrified that you told her no, it's probably the same mama who told you it was okay to tell people no, you know, all through your life, but whatever. Let's see. Then we have, oh, and this is, this is kind of a last resort one. The very last resort is the, um, I think I'm losing my mind resort. I mean, yeah, is the, I think I'm losing my mind method, meaning I'm pretty sure that I would go crazy if I added any more clutter to my house. My clutter is making me crazy. I can't handle any more. Sometimes this is what's needed for the person who, you know, wouldn't stop when you wouldn't give them an answer and the you're so funny method, or the person who, when you said, I'll see what I need, the person who bullies you and tries to keep you, you know, to, you know, to, tries to make you take it all. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to say, listen, I can't handle any more stuff. I can't do it. It makes me feel like I'm going crazy. I've got too much stuff in my house already. I'm sorry. That's just one more method to do that. Um, getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days to say the least. Having a focused, Again, that's prepdish.com slash clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, I hope this was helpful at all. I'm not sure exactly exactly. Um, what my podcasting schedule is going to be in December. I appreciate so much those of you who've left reviews. I just found out, like seriously, just found out that um, the international reviews are not listed in what I see in iTunes. And then I have to go to individual countries, which is really, really hard because do you know how many countries there are? A lot. There are lots of countries that have their own iTunes thing. So anyway, so I did check Canada and Australia and Great Britain, the ones, you know, English speaking that I could think of immediately. I only spent a couple minutes on it. Um, But if you've left a review and you are um, not from the US, I would love to know about it. So just shoot me an email at aslobcomesclean.com. I'm sorry, aslobcomesclean at gmail.com and let me know what country to go look it up in. Um, But I greatly appreciate those of you who have left reviews. That helps so much to help other people find the podcast. Um, Another thing too, if you're still listening at 27 minutes and 51 seconds, um, is that I'm going to put a link to a listener survey in the show notes for this podcast number 43. Just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts and scroll down to find number 43 or click on see all my podcasts here and get to that um i would love for you to fill out this survey it's very simple it's like five questions it's nothing terribly personal but it does have all your basic you know male female which i'm a little scared to find out if there's any men listening because just so you know i'm in my mind i'm talking to women just i'm just being honest so anyway but um, you know, an income level, which I don't care about and all that. But the only reason that I'm doing that is the hosting service that I use for my podcasts, um, does have advertising, which I know I hear I'm trying to ask you to help me to do advertising. But the point is that, um, they have things that they can insert into podcasts. Um, through their system and that would allow me to actually monetize the podcast directly because I greatly appreciate those of y'all listening to them. Um but I do, you know, this is my job and so it it helps me to be able to visually see that it's actually earning me income. So um if you could go and fill out that survey, I need 250 of them and I have no idea how many people will fill them out because it just I'm not a survey filler outer either, but I would greatly appreciate if you would fill out the survey at that link. Um, it will give no personally identifiable information. Um, in the end, Libsyn will give me like an overall, I guess, you know, 73% of your listeners are male. Oh my word, please no. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll give me that. But other than that, I won't find any, anything else out personally about any of them. And there is no personal information in them. But I would greatly appreciate if you would fill that out for me. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will hopefully see you next week. Bye.